0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale, and in this week's episode, my guest is Bud Laura of Restaurant QB. Well, as I'm recording this intro, I'm enjoying a nice bourbon pour uh, of Eagle Rare 10-Year. A bottle I picked up at Pascal's Liquors a few months ago. Uh, wonderful bottle. I prefer the lower proofed bourbons, especially for my palate right now. I've I've only been getting into bourbon over the past couple months, so I still don't know a whole hell of a lot about it. I'm 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 wildly interested in the world of bourbon and the process of making it and aging it and blending it. Um really interested in the legacy of the distillers. You know, I was I was watching a documentary on Bourbon and and one of these master distillers was saying, um, to see the full expression of a of a, a batch of bourbon that he makes, a uh, master distiller. If they're lucky, will only get to see two of them. You know, if you think of like, you know, maybe you have your typical three year, and but you know, if you think of like your eight year, your ten year, your so whatever that that full expression of that is, it's wild to think of something that you would put your hand to and not be able to taste the full, not be able to see what it's going to taste like or be like or how great or, you know, any mistake or anything like that, not be able to see it, the end result for 10 years. It's just wild. Um, So anyways, I've been getting into that world. Uh, Unfortunately, like many people, falling victim to the world of allocated bourbons and trying to find them trying to find them at a reasonable price, which is even more difficult. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what I'm enjoying today, Eagle Rare tenure. Well, I'm thrilled to have Bud back on the podcast. Uh, we sat down with him for the first time earlier this year. Bud and I are good friends. We talk uh, at least once a week, uh, often more than that. And um, Bud is someone who, you know, y- you have to look up to someone like Bud who has not only been had such a successful time in the restaurant and hospitality industry but is so well known and well liked as he is amongst everyone in like the, you know his peers in that industry especially in our area and i said it here on the podcast i i maybe i think i've met one person in you know the past couple of years that i've known bud that has ever said a bad word about about him and uh, and that says something because I talked to hundreds of people in this industry who all know and like Bud and work with him. And so, yeah, uh, Bud has a really interesting perspective on the industry. He knows how to get things done. He knows how to make money. He knows how to save people money in the restaurant industry. And, um, and so, yeah, if you're a restaurant owner listening to this and you're wanting to, and I, this is not a sales pitch, if you're wanting to save money, you're wanting to learn how to make more money. If you need connections to the best people to work with in the industry on the supplier and the bud is your person, so uh, make sure you seek him out at his website. Uh, just search "restaurant QB" in Syracuse, and it'll come up. Um, yeah, it's a fun conversation with Bud. The thing I like, to, the thing, one thing I like about having Bud on the podcast is we can talk about anything and everything. A lot about the food service industry, a lot that Bud knows that I don't know. Uh, but we can also have a conversation about anything, like we do in this. When we talk a little bit about politics and religion, and uh, yeah, um, Bud and I partnered to try and help some restaurants. You know, I don't know how much how much help we're going to do, but I think it's a lot. Um, two years ago, we did a gift card program at the holidays where we sold, we packaged local gift cards with an eat local card. I discounted the eat local card to make it, you know, kind of like a worthy purchase good purchase for for customers but we did this and we bought some gift cards from local restaurants and packaged them together and sold them on our website and so this year we did the same thing um we did four so we we launched the holiday foodie gift pack it's a uh, four $25 gift cards to four different restaurants it's an eat local new york card and a drink chip for a pint at a local brewery and we're selling that for 120 bucks so you save about $10 when you buy this whole thing together and it makes a great Christmas gift, and, you know, we're working with 32 uh, local restaurants in central New York on this, and so what is that? That's uh, 32 times 25. <laughs> so um, Bud and I, what is it? It's 16000 so we're working to put, well, through this, if we sell all of them, which we're praying we do, we're going to put $16,000 back into local restaurants. It doesn't seem like a whole hell of a lot of money, especially when you spread it out. It's about $500 a restaurant, but or exactly $500 a restaurant. But it's just something that we're, we want to do. We want to get more money because you know, a lot of restaurants are doing really well right now. A lot of restaurants are doing really well right now. So we just wanted to try and do something to help help them out. So keep the economy stimulated. That was our goal. And so it's a great, it's a really great Christmas gift. Please head to our website, head to my website, eatlocalnewyork.com, and, and pick it up because it would help us out a lot. And uh, we took kind of a dumb risk in doing this (laughs) because we bought about half the gift cards up front. Uh, So if you could go buy one of these packs, I would really appreciate it. And so would Bud. Uh, And then we wouldn't have to tell our wives that we spent all this money on gift cards. Uh, Anyways, uh, I love doing this podcast. I love recording. It's It's maybe my favorite thing besides feeling Uh, besides, you know, part of me feeling like mildly important through having Eat Local New York, which I'm not, but I like to feel that way as we all do about ourselves. Um, my favorite part about Eat Local New York is, is having this podcast and talking with different people, uh, every single week. And, um, I've had this business now for seven years and it's been like a real business for four or five, but I've had this been going, I've been doing this now for seven years and, and I'm getting to a point where I don't know if it's worth it anymore. It costs a lot of money. It requires a a shit ton of time. And um, especially to not make a lot of money doing it. And now my wife and I have just had our first child. And, um, you know, our our son who's almost, you know, he was about three and a half weeks old right now. And I just don't know if it's worth it anymore. Um, I've worked a lot over the past seven years to try and build a reputation in this industry. And I've had hopes of making a lot of money uh those hopes have not happened they've not come to fruition <laughs> um but as a f- as a funny saying if you want to um uh, make him or what is it? if you want to be a millionaire or if you want to have a million dollars and be a restaurant owner you got to start with two something along those lines and i think that uh, you know i think the same is true in the marketing end over the past years people have asked me why i haven't made a lot of money i've often blamed our area um you know, blamed just kind of the backwoods, you know, Central New York is behind the Times, da, da, da. I don't know if that's true, maybe I just suck at this, or maybe this just isn't like that profitable of a side of the business, I don't know what's true, but um, I just know that it's, it's you know, it's it's a, it's a shit ton of work to constantly put this stuff out, and put it out in a timely manner, and be consistent with it, And, you know, I'm sitting in a studio that I rent downtown that, you know, I've got like $30,000, which doesn't sound like a whole hell of a lot of money, but that's a lot of money, Uh, $30,000 and and thousands of hours invested into this thing. And um, Bud and I have talked a lot. We talked a little bit about it in this episode, but we talked a lot over the, especially the past year about restaurant owners closing and and trying to figure out why, knowing what they say publicly, but trying to figure out why, and, uh, you know... I I am nowhere near to that level, but I think th- they are of like having the in- in- intense responsibility of owning a restaurant and being responsible for all those employees and their livelihoods. But having said that, I think I'm starting to kind of get their pr- get maybe a little bit of that perspective of there's sometimes you just gotta you wake up and you kind of face the music and you say maybe this isn't worth it. Maybe there's something else I want to do, something else that's more profitable. You know, you never know. So, anyways, uh, those are my ramblings for this intro of the podcast. Uh, This intro, like my conversation with Bud, is just things I want to talk about. There's, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. I hit record, I start talking, and now we're gonna get into the podcast. Let's get into this week's conversation uh, with Bud Laura. No, I wanted to have you on because I mean obviously you are fun to talk to. We're yeah, friends, yeah, we all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um you know Even though we don't
1: agree on everything, it's right. still cool to talk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You are obviously uh, uh you know in the know of everything that's happening in the restaurant industry. Yeah. And uh there's a lot that's changed since the last time you've been <laughs> on and yeah. a lot that's about to change again. So I thought it'd be you know fun to have you back on and shoot the well, shit. Yeah,
1: that's good. Thanks, yeah. man. Awesome. Awesome. You know, Always. Yeah. You know, there's so, no
0: really point to any of these podcasts. We're just talking. You know.
1: They uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. The, the Cisco thing was big. Yeah, that was huge to everybody, and I, it just amazes me. I got a lot of calls from people asking if I had a solution. Um, uh, we did, and I was able to help introduce some people to some people. But uh, uh, the biggest thing I see out of that is is uh, I still can't believe that. Cisco um, is still selling people, that people are still driving over to Will Call, still picking shit up. They're not blaming Cisco for what happened. They're saying, oh, they're good people because they're drinking the blue Kool-Aid, man. And I don't have anything oh. against I have good friends that work at Cisco and yeah. people that are drivers. I'm not, you know, they're local. I don't want to bash anybody that have uh, uh, employing people, but they're, the way they're doing business is just wrong. Oh, it's for just sure. wrong, shit.
0: I mean, Cisco... <clears> I uh- Tim at Buried Acorn was just telling me two days ago he's still ordering from Cisco every week because that's where I think I think that's where they get their food and um, and he's picking it up and they're still charging him a ninety dollar delivery fee.
1: You need to introduce me. I met, yeah. I met Tim through Facebook. We should set up a time to go have lunch or yeah. do something there. I'd love to meet him and talk to him. Yeah, and his wife, what's his wife, Angela? Ah, uh, Crystal. 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 Yeah,
0: Crystal, yeah. Crystal he handles most of that kind yeah. of stuff. But um, uh, so I mean. So when he said that, I was like, why aren't you it's like switch to Lorenzo's, you know? Switch to somebody. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Lorenzo's, yeah.
0: And his response was, no, because then I have to go and then I have to switch. There, one thing that I've one one of the many things I've learned, and I, I I get it. I definitely get it. One of the many things I've learned about restaurant owners and business owners in general over the past couple of years is it's you're familiar with the pain you know. And so right. to get out of it. Is is like your brain, like it's I, I've all, I've usually described as like your brain is a highway, and you order every week. I go to Cisco, I place my order, I press my button, I go and I pick it up, yeah. and I'm done. And you've developed that highway to try and turn off, get somebody to get off at exit 38 to go get shit at Lorenzo's, even if you tell them it's going to save them money. Even
1: if you should prove it to them. I I lived in that space for 17 years with Dining Alliance and trying to convince people, and we learn. Um, somebody's linen company, they don't really have a relationship, maybe with the driver yeah. more than the salesman, or their credit card company, people coming in every day, hey, save me money, even their paper, guys, hey, I'm buying paper, I don't really care as long as I'm saving money. Food guy, most, rela- most relationship-driven sale in the entire restaurant. Hmm. They're probably coming in twice a week yeah. to get to, to – uh, they're sitting down face-to-face with the owner or the manager for an hour – the owner has their cell phone number. A lot of times, those salespeople work in the restaurant. They're bringing food ideas in. They build that. And when when you're a Cisco or a U.S. Foods or some, especially Cisco, it's a cult. Yeah. They want you to bleed blue. Cisco's the best. You should only be buying from Cisco. You only need to get the blue box. The blue box is going to come. We're the biggest and the best and the baddest. And that's not the case. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: I mean, their pricing. Uh, you know, I don't know enough about it to to be able to speak accurately about that, but. If I had to guess, I'd say the biggest company in food service probably has some of the best pricing. No. They don't.
1: They have a formula on the back end. And I'm not saying it's exclusive to Cisco. Other companies do the same thing. It's a it's a business that's for profit. Uh, if you're the salesman for that company, you're trying to, you know, the, the way they pay commissions out is basically uh, for every dollar. If you're a commissioned-based salesman and you're off salary, you're going to average 24 to 2.8% mm. off the Sales. So if you sell $100,000 a week, you make you know, 2800 bucks. Hmm. So the more margin you can build, the more. So Cisco, I know, has software built into the program where if you're a regular customer and you're buying every week and you buy Rotella's sliced bread every week and, and uh, you're getting in, it's $19.20, and you buy it for six weeks the same and you don't say anything, they'll raise the price 2% automatically. They have ways to build pricing increases. in, And if you don't say anything, six weeks later, they build it again.
0: Is that Cisco or is that most? That's,
1: a lot of them have that. I'm not uh-huh. saying it's exclusive yeah. to Cisco, but a lot of the biggies have it. Now, A Lorenzo's, a Renzi, yeah. a, a, a Minio, local places here. Uh, uh, who else was it? Deli Boy's. They don't have that software built in. Yeah. You know? And
0: I should just say, because uh, our insurance hasn't kicked in yet, this is all hypothetical yeah, so all uh, hypothetical. It's alleged. alleged.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My insurance hasn't kicked in yet,
0: um,
1: but somebody will soon be in your corner.
0: Someone, CH Insurance. They'll uh, be in your. They're in your corner. Junior. Actually, I, I, I won't. Well, I'll tell this story. I don't care. Uh, I, I. Lo- it's been great working <laughs> with CH Insurance so far. I mean, Dave, you work with Dave. Dave Wicker. Yeah. Um, they're on top of it. Got a gorgeous office, office downtown. Uh, when I first went in there, I, I talked to him a couple times. Just
1: David? You mean anybody else down there?
0: I didn't mean anybody else. Well, so I contacted them because I see the most of their advertising. And Honestly, yeah,
1: they do a very good job. He's got a, somebody he pays to. Yeah, yeah.
0: When I'm think when I was thinking about okay, because we have insurance now through like a big company that I just did a one eight hundred number. Yeah. You know, when I first got started um so anyway so i was like all right whatever so when i went and met with him i brought everybody in their office and eat local card it's like a free gift oh, that's cool yeah. you know and it was cool dave walked me around introduced me to all the staff you know here's anthony here's his business um dave came down here he's like hey i finally figured it out yada 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 um so what's funny is his nephew owns a pizza shop up on onondaga hill what's name of it uh i forget no, I don't know, something, I don't know. anyways, yeah. Um, only been open like a year or two, I think, <laughs> but like a month ago, I did a Instagram story and I was like, and because I've had three the day that we were at the retreat, remember those old people that were sitting behind yeah, yeah, us, yeah, 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 I was, yeah, like yelling at the, you know, yeah, <laughs> so I had that experience, and then Rebecca and I go to Coppertop, and same thing, like this group of like old people are sitting behind us talking louder than anybody annoying as shit i mean it was just Shh. so i do an instagram story of old people are fucking the worst when it comes oh to my IT. god
1: okay that's gonna get you far yeah. trying to be fun yeah, yeah. It was being i was funny. being funny but not mean right, right. yeah yeah
0: and uh i had two people one of them dm'd me and said go fucking die <laughs> and, then, uh, and then another person just dm'd me and said you suck that's not bad. One of them was Dave's nephew.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking funny. That's hilarious. Oh my God. That's hilarious.
0: So Dave was like, Oh, my nephew owns a opened up a pizza shop up on Honda Ticket. Oh my God. <laughs> and when he said the name <laughs> of it, I was like I didn't say anything to him, but I'm like, That's the fucking kid that told Shh. me.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. They're really good people uh, down there. Yes. Juniors are good. They they do a lot for the community. Yeah. And his his big thing is we're in your corner because he's yeah. on the corner. Yeah. Down there. So I've known Joe Cavertino for, oh my God, for yeah. 20 plus years.
0: I'm happy to work with, you know, I mean, you think of when you're doing business locally, it's not, I think, it, A, it's important that you're supporting local because the primary reason, which we're going to get into here in a second, okay. Um, your tax dollars stay local. Yes. Insurance is, I'm sure, a little different right. because they're, you know, they're the massive companies are funding or insuring you, um, but... We all know the percentages. When you support local, I think, is not like 17% of the dollars? to If you spend your money at the chain, it's either 7 or 17% of the dollars stay in the community.
1: Really? I don't know that stat. Yeah, only yeah, kind of, yeah.
0: It's something small, because yeah. most of the money in the bank account if you're going to Buffalo Wild Wings, it's going to their bank account at their headquarters. I wouldn't no use way. them
1: as an example. I have a good friend that works at Buffalo Wild Wings, so I'm not going to dis Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's now. say it's McDonald's. Let's say Pizza Hut. Pizza, Pizza Hut. Hut. So if you go to, if there's any Pizza Huts left, yeah. if you go to Pizza Hut and they make a deposit, that money goes to Wichita, Kansas the next day. Right. It's in their national bank account, or unless you're a franchisee or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: but most of that money goes to another state. Correct. Wherever they Correct. are. Correct. Yeah. If you're supporting a local company, it's like forty percent or thirty, here, whatever, yeah. some yeah. high percentage stays here because you know everybody's paying their taxes. And if you here.
1: Other, you take it one step farther, so I mean, uh, insurance people make money. That's how yeah. they that's the job is to make commission off your sale the sale of you. So Dave somehow is going to make a commission, right. whatever size percentage. And you're not against that no. because you. You know, you want people to, you want to sell your stuff and make money too. Yeah. So when he, when he makes money off your sale, he's probably spending it locally, right? Right. So he's going to spend that money that he made in commissions. For sure. At a, at a restaurant down here or there or whatever. I did talk to them today and, and I was talking to Larry, one of the guys over there. Larry's a great guy. He's probably one of the better guys. There's a bunch of good guys over there. Larry's one of the better ones. And, uh. We were talking about different places, and he said, "I see you post a lot about Cross the Hall Cafe." Mm-hmm. I said, "Fucking love that place. Yeah. I, Joe does a great job." He goes, "We get food there like every day. Mm. Like every day, they support Joe. Yeah. He's just a Joe's a good guy. The yeah. food there is amazing. He's got that little bitty spot. Yeah. I'm not trying to non-promote anybody else, yeah. but you
0: know, I um, I I first met Joe because he when they first opened, I was kind of like Cross the Hall Cafe. You know, whatever.
1: Yeah. Been a bunch of places tried to be in there. Yeah, yeah, great spot."
0: Um, but
1: uh, not for parking or, you know, it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, it, but I mean, let's be honest. The people that are going to across the hall cafe don't live in a suburb. And if they do, they work downtown.
1: Correct. So they're Correct. used to it. Yeah.
0: You know, you're a uh, good point, you know, you're probably not getting somebody that's like, oh, where do I want to go for breakfast today? Let me come in from Baldwinsville to across the I
1: lawn drive lawn. in from Fulton, and I park illegally, and I run in and leave my car there, and knock <laughs> on wood, I've yet to get a t- ticket. So if anybody's yeah. listening to this podcast, it's a city police officer that gives yeah. parking tickets. Or the mayor. I drive like... a white, what kind of car do you have? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't drive a, a different colored car. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It says XO Taco on the side yep. of it. That's yep. the car you yep. drive. Um
1: yep. <laughs> 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 Yeah, bus Chris finally.
0: But uh, but did So I first met Joe. He came into 3-1 fried like our first week open and support such us.
1: a good, his whole family works there they're just good people yeah. and now i mean the, the the good side of things as well as the bad side of things is his niche and what he does is catering locally sandwiches mm. lunches you know he does some of that and two really good places just closed mm. not too long ago alamode closed over mm. in nottingham plaza and then you just saw that peach tree closed yeah so that maybe helps his business, yeah. you know, and I don't know why those places, I, you know, they both had some challenges with staffing from what I understand. Yeah. You know? I,
0: I think David had a great staff. David, David said. Big his,
1: staff. I mean, you saw, saw a picture yeah. of everybody. Yeah.
0: And his staff, I went in there one time to get it because I, th- I thought uh, that they had the best chicken sandwich in Syracuse, yeah. bar none.
1: They I mean, got a really good uh, uh, beef brisket sandwich too. Yeah, yeah. That's your, I only had the beef brisket. Too. Okay. Yeah.
0: I would go there to get the chicken, the chick, you know, but it was just, it was messy because it was dipped in honey, Yeah. but it was just delicious. But I walked in there one time because I wear the shirt every single day of my life. Yeah. And, um, and I walked in and they were like, what are you doing here? You know, like his staff, (laughs) they were like, they were like, you know, you work there, yada, yada, yada. And they all, you know, all the staff recognized me, you know, and all that. stuff. So it was great. But, um... Yeah, so he said it was the space, which that space did suck. Yeah. Um, at least if you're trying to do, like, you know, get to sit down and all that kind you of stuff. You think
1: you'll really open again? Or
0: I don't know. A lot, a of, lot people, of people said that. Yeah.
1: I know. Uh, what was the place downtown? Brian Prince owned. Uh, oh, God. They, got, they had really good reviews in the beginning, too. Uh, oh, God. That uh, did really well downtown. I can't remember. If it was a deli or a, oh, what the hell was the name of it? Paladino's Deli. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did really well yeah. downtown too and then they you I know they, they didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. But my son and his his girlfriend which but when are you airing the podcast a couple of weeks. So it, it will be his fiance tomorrow cuz he's asking wow. her to marry him tomorrow. Uh my son and his fiance live over toward Jamesville and when twice a week they either go to Peachtree or to Alamode hmm. for sandwiches wow. yeah. and now <laughs> they don't have those places to go to. That's, that's so, awful. you know, it kind of blows. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: I'm oh. sure Peachtree is something. Have you, you've, well, you've been there. Peachtree well, just once. Yeah. Peachtree is th- the perfect spot that you could franchise out. It's a the great model. Yeah, it's a great yeah. name. It's got great yeah. service, great food, great staff, like great decor and layout and everything. That is one thousand percent a model that you could build multiple yeah. locations off of, and do all of them would do well. Um, so, do I think he'll reopen? Probably. Do I, okay. part of me says no, because so many people say, well, one day we'll be, yeah, you okay. know.
1: It's hard, man. People, the people, they watch the restaurant network and they, you yeah. know, this is my big thing over the last 20 plus years is they see the restaurant network. They're working a job that they may not like. It might not seem glamorous or sexy. And they see, you know, Gordon Ramsay going in and, and, and doing a remodel of a restaurant. And they think, oh, my God. I want to do that because it's sexy or they watch this food show and there's so much cool food and they go, oh my God, I could do this in a minute. Yeah. And they want to do it. I have a friend right now who's trying to, looking to take over a spot, which I hope he doesn't do because he'll lose, <laughs> he'll lose money. Um, and and they go into it not knowing anything about the business and they lose money because it's sexy. Not, yeah. They think it's sexy and it's, it's not sexy. Working seven days a week, 12 hours a day isn't sexy. Not having health insurance, not having life insurance, not having vacation days, that's not sexy. Yeah. You know, and, and. Knowing at the end of the week that everybody but you gets paid first, yeah, isn't sexy. No, and but you know,
0: it's it's funny to think. You know, I, know, I know I've said the story a thousand times, but I'm thinking back to like the restaurant that I met when I first started Eat local New York and in Syracuse. Yeah, what was your first? The first restaurant that I met, the owner that I met, that I where I was like, oh fuck, I have to do something. Was um, well, I, I don't want to say your name. Um, I'll tell you off air, but because okay. um, she's still oh. in business.
1: Oh, wow. And she was nice? It was good?
0: Oh, yeah. It was a great... Ex- I mean, so I had the social media company, and a friend had said, you need to go meet with her. She needs help. And so okay. I went and met
1: with her. Do you still do business with her?
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. She's still okay. in business. Um, but you don't
1: still do her social media? No, I never okay. did. Oh, okay.
0: So I met with her. I gave her some quick advice on like, hey, like I looked at her Facebook, and these are this is seven years ago, so yeah. Yeah. social media was completely different. So I looked at her Facebook it was like I would do this, I would do this, I would do this, but there you go, you can do it. You can pay me to do it, but you can do it. Um, and she was great like great business
1: model for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's kind of like you. I mean, you don't really No, I don't, don't charge. Don't I would show. never charge anybody. Yeah. My wife
1: tells me, "Oh my god, you should charge everybody." And pe- people I have friends would say, "Oh my god, bud, we would pay." I'm not charging anybody. Right. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know.
0: Um but so yeah, I, I and yeah, anyway, so uh, so I told her what to do. She's like, how much do you charge? I told her, which back then it was n- really nothing. And she said, well, I can't afford it. I just spent my last $3,000 on a Clipper magazine ad. And I was oh, like,
1: my God. Well, seven years ago, it wouldn't have been as bad as now. But nobody should use print advertising now at all. Yeah. any No print advertising.
0: Not in a restaurant.
1: No, my yeah. God, no. My God, no. And I'm, again, I had to be careful. I'm not trying to criticize any of my people that I'm friends with that do, that yeah. sell print advertising. But that's especially since COVID happened and people yeah. are moved more inside. You, you can't print advertising doesn't work.
0: Well, so anyway, so I said to her, I was like, well, has it come out yet? She's like, yeah, it came out last month. I was like, well, how much did you get from it? Nothing, not one ad. And she was like, and honestly, I'm about to close. Like I have, so, and her story was she worked, she was a branch manager at a bank, made a great income, great living insurance all nine, loved to cook for family, made great food. Her friends always told her, "You've got to open a restaurant. You would crush it. You got to open a restaurant." Open I'm a Trying room. to
1: think if I know, I got to know this person, right?
0: You've probably ran into him, yeah. but I, you know, I don't. I, don't know, I know you don't work with him. Okay. And so, um, so she did. She decided to quit her job, got a, <sighs> like mortgage her house, got the money. Oh my god! And she did make that item really well, and she still does. But that's all she knew how to do, and and so she picked the like maybe the worst location for a restaurant in Syracuse. Terrible name, no advertising, no had no idea how to buy food, none of that kind of stuff. And six months into having it, she was out of business. So, what?
1: but I thought you said she's still in business.
0: Well, she was out of business in that, and then like she took a year off, and then she got a food truck and bounced back. Okay. Um, same concept and everything.
1: But she's doing a food truck now.
0: She's doing a food truck now. Uh, um, I might not know her then. Yeah. So, so that's why I started eat local because it, it, when I was doing when I was met with her and I left, I was thinking to myself. I want to be able to one day have a following that I could say, hey, I just had a great meal here. You should go there. And I could go send 100 customers to a restaurant that nice. needs help. Nice, right, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why. Kind of like
1: what, uh, oh, my God, I can't I'm i having a brain fart. What's her name that does the eat, uh, Syracuse Eating Club? Oh, Alicia. Alicia, she's awesome. Yeah. It's great that she does that. That's really yeah. cool. And I don't yeah. think she makes, she's not that's her, Is that her total business? No, she has a full-time
0: job. Yeah, but that, yeah. She,
1: she's not doing it to make money, I don't think, really. It, but she makes money, yeah. but it's not her driving force behind it, or is it? Uh,
0: I don't, you know, I've never talked to her about if she wants that to be her full-time thing one day. She's she's expanded it. I'm really, you know, four years ago, you, I would see Instagrammers pop up. And four years ago, I would get more pissed off as they did, you know, because I'm like, because Syracuse is small. We don't need that many yeah. food Instagrammers, you know. And um, and so I'd be like, Jesus Christ, another, and you'd see him pop up. They'd be around for like a few months or a year, and then they would just be not. I don't see her.
1: I don't do the gram. I'm on there once in a while if I see my something from my son or his, you know, girlfriend or Kim, my wife or metabolic where she goes. Yeah. but I don't. I don't get on Instagram.
0: Yeah, but the thing she's on Facebook. I see that she's on Facebook. The things that have impressed me, and I've said this to her, the things that I'm really impressed with Alicia and. Nicole and Ashley from Coast to Coast. And yeah, they're Daniel awesome from people, as They've been very consistent. They, they've been doing it for years. You know, Saver Cues is, as as, you know, she's been around for a year or two now, but she's active and helping restaurants, and she's doing a great job. Um, but they've hung around. Most of them do it for a little bit and then just follow up. Yeah, they've they've, how long have
1: Alicia been doing it, you think?
0: I think she's been around for four years now. I went to
1: one, maybe two events that she did, and it was surprising to me. I've lived my whole life here. My son and I went to the one they had at Coleman's, and uh, there was like 40 people. It was a Christmas party one, and they were doing gifts, and they had stuff for sale, and we bought some tickets for some swag and that kind of stuff. But there was like 40 people. I didn't know a single fucking, only fucking person I knew was Dennis Coleman. (laughs) I didn't know a single, I'm like, what are the chances that I go to an event where people are eating out, and I don't know a single person? It was kind of crazy. Maybe I'm not as... Populars, yeah. I think. I ended, yeah. But, yeah.
0: No, she does a phenomenal job. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was, I wanted to circle back to yeah. like the local versus franchise thing because like you made a Facebook post recently. Uh, I got um, called uh, out. Yeah. That's bullshit. Tomorrow,
1: no, no. It's not bullshit. Uh, listen. I'm it's just not saying. bullshit the way it happened, though. Okay. I, it, you may think it's bullshit, but uh, this guy was a friend of mine. What, what I did like about it is the way the world is today, somebody, what'd you say those two people blasted you? Fuck you. I hope you die. Yeah. He could have put that. Yeah. He didn't. He sent me a message on the phone and said, "Bud, could you give me a call?" He called me. He said, "Look, man, it's not my place, but I just want to let you know something." And he goes, "I listen to your podcast. He comes to the Breakfast Club. You've met him. Mm -hmm. He's he's a really nice guy, very supportive." And he said, "Look, I I'm a multi level manager at a a particular chain in Syracuse. I just want to let you know that what you said isn't true." And part and I've said this thing for years. It's my story. Is like, look. When there's, you know, an independent restaurant is part of a community. And that community, it sometimes needs help. You know, maybe your son or your daughter is playing soccer or softball or something, and they need somebody to sponsor the team and put Sant'Angelo's or Tassone's or Joey's on a, on a jersey. You go and they sponsor you. Right. If, if there's a tragedy and, you know, there's a car accident where somebody's injured or there's cancer or something for somebody in the community, you go to those independents and you ask for a gift card. And they give all the time. Yeah. And, I, and my, my pitch had always been, or my story had always been, and then... When that happens somebody's got to make a dining out decision on a Friday Thursday Friday Saturday and they go to the chains. Yeah. Why don't you go to the independents? Because I had always said, there isn't a Mr. Olive Garden, there isn't a Mrs. Applebee's, and they don't contribute. Well, that's wrong. And, and this individual pointed that out to me. You know, the place that he works last year at corporately gave out $10 million mm. last year. The local Applebee's here, who ha- he happens to be friends with the local people at, at, at Applebee's, they give all the time. He gives all the time. They do give. And they, the point he made that was well as well is, Look, man, so you're going to work in food service. You can work at the Brasserie, or you can work at, at Olive Garden. You know, okay, it'd be great that you go work at the Brasserie, but there's nothing wrong with working at the Olive Garden. They're employing people. People sure. work there. I don't want to criticize somebody or demonize somebody because they happen to have a job at Applebee's. Without a doubt. So that's why I put out what I did. No, I get that. And, and he didn't bastardize me. He didn't blast me on Facebook. Yeah, so.
0: and I'm not say, I'm not bringing it up because I'm saying, oh, Bud shouldn't have posted that. Right. And, and, and I know who you're talking about and I do and he's a great guy. He is, yes. And and I agree with you know, he follows us and he comments on stuff from time to time and he's a great supporter. Yeah. Um and that's awesome that they do those things. You know, I had Marie from Good Eats and Sips on uh and not too her. long ago. Uh Don and uh Marie Agate and um, Oh, Don Agate, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh Marie is his wife. And so um, marie was on you're gonna love that podcast by the way really oh, why you're gonna love it marie's M- marie's hilarious oh my gosh extreme maybe hilarious. i
1: should get her for this other podcast I you know. should actually really? you know what
0: no you need to get both of them really the oh well, i'm ch-
1: friends with don on facebook
0: you yeah. should get both of them at the same time because that yeah. we're gonna film a reaction video with don to marie's podcast on my phone t- text me and tell me when it comes out i oh, will yeah. um you, the only ch- ch- uh hitch is you have to get them on a monday the only day they're that's the only can. day we do ours perfect yeah our,
1: our competing podcast yeah you
0: should definitely
1: get them oh wow on, yeah well wow, cool at, at is she time. just funny or marie's
0: hilarious uh marie's intelligent she knows what she's doing in food service cool um uh love she's, to yeah she's from montreal oh so, nice. she's got know, the accent uh a little bit i thought she was swedish at first oh my <laughs> god <laughs> uh but uh <laughs> I always thought she was Swedish for some reason. She's got like you know blonde hair. She just looks you know yeah. sweet. But yeah. anyway, so um, uh, very intelligent person when it comes to restaurants, but hilarious. And uh, it's the most. It's the only, It's the the podcast I have talked the least on.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. wow.
0: And uh, anyways, she was. You know, but she was telling a story how she worked in Olive Garden, for Olive Garden <laughs> as a manager for a few years, and you know how much that taught her. And and I agree a thousand percent. Corporate positions and chains um have their shit locked down a lot more so than a local restaurant does. And there's very few local restaurants that are actually going to run their restaurant like a legitimate business. True. You know, in terms of like yeah. hey, we have HR, we have this covered, we have this covered, we have this covered, you know, Michelle at the Brasserie. Um, as, as we've had our disagreements, but Michelle at the Brasserie and Nora do, I would say from what I've personally experienced, the best job of managing their staff. Of
1: They hired an HR guy. He's a really good guy too. We had him on our podcast, but our podcast didn't make it because it, yeah. There was technical problems, so we have to have him on again. But he he knows his shit and he yeah. comes in, they do weeklies and monthlies where he brings the staff in and they they go over and have game plans. It's really, really good. And most yeah. places don't do it, unless you're a chain.
0: Yeah. And so I would I would go into the Brasserie and see Michelle sitting down and having a meeting with a staff person talking about okay, it's and I like overheard one day, okay, it's our monthly meeting and we're doing this. And I was like, Holy shit, I've yeah, I don't know of anybody else, I'm sure there are. I don't know of anybody else in Syracuse I've ever seen do that at a restaurant. No. Um, and so, corporate restaurants are going to have those training systems is in place. big. A lot of them. Yeah.
1: You, there's, a, you know, I I came from corporate. I I, yeah. I worked at my mom's plate. My mom managed a bunch of bars when I was in in college, high school, elementary school. You know, and uh, got out. And then when I got out of college, I was I didn't want to work in a restaurant, but I got a a job at Pizza Hut. I was a Pizza Hut manager. Then I left there and went to Ground Round. I was a Ground Round manager. They had a very structured game plan of how to train. You trained, you were a role, you did that role until you tested out that you were proficient Mm. at that role. And then you went on to the next role and it was very structured. And when you got done, you knew everything about the restaurant Mm. and chains don't do that. I mean, independents can't do that. They don't have the time or the resources to do that. Yeah. You know? So
0: I think that those are great aspects to a chain restaurant. You know, they have their national branding down, which is phenomenal. So
1: why are you upset with this individual for
0: everybody is who they are. You know, like it, right. like there's enough different types of people in the world that every viewpoint and thought and representation of sex and race and creed, religion is covered,
1: right? Yeah, for sure. Especially now. There's a lot more of them now. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, there are.
0: Yeah. Um, so I don't really, you know, whatever. I, I don't have to... Really wonder, I wonder if this group is represented. I can find the
1: yeah, representation yeah, you'll find somewhere. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You, Bud Laura, are the champion of, of a the local independent. yeah, independent yeah. restaurant.
1: You're never going to see, and I do have it against you, but you're never going to see me in an Applebee's. Never right. going to happen. Not Olive Garden. I'm not going to, no offense yeah. to this individual's. Yeah. corporate structure I'm never going to order from him. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't like him or his staff or whatever. But I'm just not going to do that. Right. I don't it doesn't demonize me for not going. I don't believe in his eyes. Yeah. Maybe in some people's it does, but I I don't care. Yeah. You know.
0: So you are that champion. Right. And 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 you know.
1: Uh, I think I see where you're headed here. Yeah.
0: Like you don't have to in my opinion, which you know, whatever, you don't have to worry about not representing or not talking about all the work that changed you. That's great. I see what you're That's saying. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Someone else can go work for a national chain or a group of national chains to help them save money and they can talk about that. Bud Laura is the local champion yeah. of the re- local restaurant well,
1: owner. It's like our breakfast club thing. Remember when we first started and we're giving money out and doing things and then I, I just, I thought naively, you, I think you were more seasoned in that space to know what was going to happen. Is I said, oh, my God, everyone's going to fucking love what we do. Mm. And they didn't. People like, oh, man, the cooks are the ones that make the food, man. You should do one for the cooks because the cooks, without the cooks, there wouldn't be any waitresses, man. The cooks need the money. Like, man, I'm sorry. And, I'm, which, which, and then, you, you know, you, I don't know if it was you or somebody said, look, I finally said it to somebody that was blasting me about it. I said, look, man, I think that's a great fucking idea. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if you had one for cooks. Let me know when you start yours, and we'll contribute. But right now, this is what we do, yeah, in the way we do it. So, but yeah. you're right. Somebody else. Let somebody else represent that. Right. Good point.
0: Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with you know or anything like that. I just when I saw you post it, and I know that you're very <laughs> sensitive of that kind of stuff. If you feel like, you know, it, which which I I'm not. You know, but you're also a lot more confident in who you are and what you do than I am. And who, what, what? Really? You don't yeah. think you're
1: confident in what you do? Uh,
0: no, I think I am, but um, to a certain extent. But, you know, you know what it's like. It's like when you see like the bully isn't, you know, it's not just like the bully who's like picking on everybody.
1: It's, it's really, probably more insecure than the, the right. kid they're picking on. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. For that's sure. kind
0: of how I am. So if I hear that somebody's like, like that person who says you suck, yeah. like my response, I would be like,
1: yeah, go fuck your, you know,
0: I want to yeah. go after him. Yeah based on insecurity someone corrects you or you're set well i you know. I,
1: if, if if i didn't respect him i would have probably said fuck you yeah but i respect the guy and he you know look man I, i'm 59 years old i'm having not everything i've done in my life has been perfect you make yeah. mistakes and sometimes it's good that somebody can say hey you know anthony maybe you should try to do this or try to do that yeah. you know so yeah, yeah you Breakfast Club, great idea. We talked about it, whatever, and, and uh, I, you know, we're kind of figuring out what to do, but it makes way more sense now to let everybody know, to find a way to have somebody contribute that doesn't go, even if it's $5. Yeah. All that was not something we were going to do in the beginning, but you kind of convinced me that maybe that's the way to go, and it's been working better.
0: Yeah, so, which remind me to take care of that before yeah. you leave. What's that? Switch the thing over for you. Oh, from it's account. like $20, Yeah, $25 or something. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, but we got a couple hundred bucks of, of contributions last at the last event of people that didn't go. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, one of them was, you know, Joe from Hump Team Pub was hammered and gave me a $100 bill, <laughs> <but> <laughs> which is great. Maybe I need to go drinking with those guys more, but.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Joey's is, Joe is a.
1: Oh, great my God. He'd man. be great. We got to have him on, He'd be great on a podcast. He a he's one. a trip. But he's, yeah. you got to warn people, he's kind of got a dry.
0: Yes, he does. Wicked
1: could drive Central Him, you yeah. don't know whether he's kidding or not. So he's funny. <laughs> he, yeah,
0: I do I do not know him well enough yet to figure <laughs> it out. Um there's been a couple times where I'm like sitting there staring at him and then he gives me a smirk yeah. and I'm like, Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. So uh it, you know, the, a rash of restaurants have been closing lately. Yeah. We kinda of talked about a la mode, peach tree. I know there's a lot more. I keep blanking on. Somebody else are.
1: just closed too. I can't remember who it was, but I saw in the paper I posted. Uh, Cobblestone out in Geneva is for sale. Really cool place. It's like an old frame house that's for sale. Yeah. I know, uh, this will probably post in a couple of weeks, but Joey's has been sold. Somebody's going into. Somebody um, bought Joey's? Somebody bought Joey's. Wow. Do you know who it was? Uh, I know who it is, but I can't say because I don't want to fuck up the deal. Right. So, but, uh, they're in the, in the transition. Wow. Thing. and what's nice is you know the, the, i know joe and rick i've known rick forever rick and i have known each other literally forever yeah and joe and i've been friends for a while and uh it's good it's good to see the transition happen yeah. because he, they've been working rick joe's been working really hard and he's time for him to make a to separate out but they're having some challenges with a uh getting their liquor license because mm. there's just paperwork bogged down there's not enough people so they reached out and said hey man is there anybody you know and uh I reached out to John Katko, who was very nice to quickly reply back that it's not his space, that we need to talk to one of the state senators, which is like Rachel May or John Mannion. I have a great relationship with John. I reached right out to John. Seconds later, he replied back, hey, this is the contact person. Get a hold of them immediately, and I told them you're going to be contacting and they'll get right on it. Wow. So that's pretty cool to have some of our, you know, even though New York State seems to be New York City and Albany and they kind of forget us in the middle. Yeah. But uh, it's nice to have representation here and we need that representation. For sure. For, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you know, not to shift gears, but it's probably the most important thing that a person could be. When it comes to politics, yeah. I mean, yes, the president, whoever the president is, is important as we're seeing now. Yeah. Um, but it's even more important who your local you know, assemblymen, you know, uh, city councilmen, your mayors, you know, whoever those men and women are, those are far more important elections that affect our daily lives. I don't know
1: how you feel. You're younger than me, but I'm not in politics, never been. First time I ever voted in an election was the presidential election when Biden ran. Who'd you vote for? (laughs) I did not vote for Joe Biden. Uh, I felt I, I well, I, I, made my vote and, and uh, my wife voted for Biden. So our fucking votes canceled. So, you know, but, uh, and, and that's what it is. And so he's the president, he's my president because yeah. he's, he's the president. But, um, uh, locally here, I don't care if somebody's Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter to me. I don't, I didn't even know that John Mannion was a Democrat. He had to tell me, hmm. I don't know what, what a Ryan McMahon is. I didn't know what John Katko was. I just know that those people were people that I reached out to and formed a relationship with because of us here, because we needed help, and every one of those people responded. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter to me, red or blue. Yeah. It's the person, so... Yeah, that's... Fu- that's I don't know if that's fu- the same with you, or...
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, back in the day when I was first, you know, when I you know grew up in a f- fairly Christian home, so back in the day, I just knew abortion was wrong and vote for anybody who was against it. Um, yeah. And then... Uh getting older you know i've changed my mind um yeah i will say the first democrat i ever voted for was khalid bay for mayor last year oh nice okay um but i don't know
1: him at all yeah i can't we say. talked about that once before yeah, i actually yeah. thought he was going to beat ben so has been supportive and every time i've ever reached out to him for something he's been very very replies fast quickly he's been supportive yeah. so
0: yeah i think mayor walsh is a great is a good person yeah. um you know it's easy it's really easy to kind of like armchair quarterback and say man there's a lot of shit that I would have done differently um, of course cuz you
1: you have the uh, the um advantage of knowing what happened already right yeah. and how it went and what the, what you could have done yeah
0: yeah but um but and and god only knows what it's like to actually to truly be the person that's in charge and in, in that position what do you think
1: the hardest part of the job is um or what do you what do you think the hardest job would be for you if you were in that role, not just in general, but for mm, you. That's a good question.
0: If I was the mayor of Syracuse, what would be the hardest part? Um, or the or probably, the county exec? Yeah, I think the I think the hardest part would be making decisions that are going to benefit the next. I won't say the next generation, but the next five, ten years after I'm out of the position. But having to make those decisions today, like Ryan you know, with Micron, he's gonna not going to be the county executive no. by the time that the benefits of that... He'll be the fucking of that, president
1: of the United States yeah. by then. <laughs> you know, <but> yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: by the time that the benefits of that facility opening benefit Onondaga County, he'll be gone. He won't be in the position. Um, and, and yeah, he probably will be at a larger state role, if not national role. But I think for, I mean, realistically knowing me, that wouldn't be the hardest part. The hardest part would be like, waking up every day and trying to get through the weeds. But I think for them, probably the most grace needs to be extended to know that, you know, they have to make decisions that are going to benefit, you know. Like,
1: Future generations, not just tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Mayor Walsh, I mean, yeah, the con- the road construction and everything that they've been doing the past two years, and, and part of which has led to the demise of, you know, the Brinewell Eatery, amongst yeah. other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of downtown. Things, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but... um. But that's a decision, hey, we're going to stop can, you know, traffic here for a, a summer. We're going to put this, these pipes in that are going to benefit the next 50 years. Yeah, that sucks when you're getting criticized. And well, having- there's
1: my part. So what would you th- – the, the hardest part would me, um, I would hope to think that I have enough – Well, uh, if I was ever in any one of those roles, the big thing for me is, like I do now, is, look, man, I don't know how to bricks a soda machine – yeah. I don't know how do you fix a dish machine or what dish machine is better or worse. I don't know how to um, why this paper product is better than this. I don't know the difference between surveying something and not surveying something. But I know somebody who knows right? that's an expert there. So that's my role is to put somebody in touch. So if I was in that role, I would have enough experts around me to solve the problems that need to be solved. Yeah. My problem would be is I do not understand how John Cacko, John Mannion, uh, Ryan, three closest people I have here. How do they deal with the criticism? How do they deal? Ryan told us when he was on our pod- podcast, he has had people physically try to assault him. Oh, I'm sure. How? Yeah. When, 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 when Something good is happening. You see it's going good. Something's going well. And there's always this person that says, I hope you fucking die. I hope your kids die. I hope your wife gets cancer. They're saying this kind of stuff to people. It's because Why? Because,
0: well, because, I mean... Because it's,
1: it's, it's anonymous
0: now, but... Well, that's part of it. But a, a bigger part of it is just because it's the culture that we now have I don't. I won't say that like it's that that these people always existed and social media has just given them the voice because I think that's part of it but I think also people have just gotten worse I mean I don't yeah think, I don't I think agree. humanity has gotten better I think humanity has gotten then worse. then you need
1: to have John Tamino on your podcast. Yeah, I because know. Yeah, he I know. <laughs> he is it makes I, look. I I think I'm a good person. Yeah, I, I I I try to do well. I try to put my like my grandmother used to say she she would she would live her day of waking hours so that when she put her head on her pillow at night she could sleep. That's what mm. I try to do now. Maybe yeah. I didn't do it when I was 25. Maybe I was falling on my pillow drunk. But yeah. you know now I try to do that. And then you look and see the things that John does, and you're like I'm a fucking shitty person yeah. compared to him. But you, you, you mentioned something because Michelle asked him, he was on our podcast, Michelle asked him a really good question. She, I didn't realize that she has some anxiety problems of, of like, you know, can be overwhelmed. She's 30 years old. She has a lot going on, yeah, single okay. mom, you know, the, the businesses, business, that's a lot. And she said, how do you get up every day and know that, yeah, you, you, you saved five people today, but there's 50 more. And where you mm-hmm. had five people that you saved, there's seven more taking them place. How do you just not feel overwhelmed? Whelmed? And he said, one more day. Yeah. One more person, one more day, every day. So my goal today is to save one more person. Mm-hmm. And I go to bed, and just, you know what? Tomorrow's one more day. So I go to bed tonight thinking, okay, I'm going to have a good day tomorrow. One more day, one more day, one more person. And yeah. that's how he lives. You know? you know? And that's hard.
0: Yeah. I'm going to share a story which is way off topic and okay. super Christian. <coughs> okay. Hyper Christian. Hyper Christian? The, oh. the most Christian story I could ever share okay. with you. When I, was, when I were, lived in Texas, you know, I worked at a mega church. I grew up in the type of Christianity that believes, and I still believe this, that um, the Bible—it's—we're not—it's not just meant for like Sunday morning and then one day heaven, but it's meant like the Lord's Prayer. You know, "Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven." So the prayer is saying, "Whatever is in heaven, let it exist on earth." Right. Okay. I can. So if we believe that, like in heaven, depression doesn't exist, sorrow. You know, pain. Then why
1: aren't you allowing that to exist here? Right. Good point.
0: Now, with that, the only command, you know, the four books of the Bible were that Jesus existed. The only direct command, like thing that he ever told followers of him to do, was heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, like mend the brokenhearted. He didn't say, hey, go to church as I go to church, right. or... He talked about tithing and give unto Caesar and tax, you know, that kind of stuff. And he gave a lot of great examples of, um, you know, like talking to the woman at the well. It was a problem, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only direct things that he ever said hey, if you're going to be a follower of me, you're going to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the demons, mend the broken heart, right? So, so that, so what my, the version of Christianity that I grew up with, it was, People who are sick can be prayed for today and be healed miraculously, just as they were in the stories of the Bible when Jesus was Okay. Born. Okay. So having that reference, <laughs> uh, we're in Los Angeles on like a, a youth, we took the youth group from the church to Los Angeles. How old were you then? I was like twenty-seven, twenty-eight, 28, somewhere, or what am I, 36 now? So it was like uh, 26, 27.
1: Oh, wow, okay. Not and that long ago then, really? No,
0: yeah, 10 years ago. And uh, and so um, when we were there, we were there doing like... It was like a missions trip, but to Los Angeles. I mean, I took a group of kids to Skid Row. And it was oh, wow, like, wow. You know, I mean, I'm Were talking, these at-risk kids or no. are they just Christian kids? Yeah. I mean, we had kids in there that were like... Lived in poverty in Texas and kids that were like millionaires. So... Um, and so we're walking up and down Skid Row handing out like hygiene packs to like the homeless and you know seeing like every bit of craziness. There is this one guy that we stopped and we're talking to who was homeless, who lived on Skid Row and he's like he stops I had like a group of 12 teenagers with me and um you know I'm like in protect you know making sure nothing yeah, happens yeah. while we're trying to like help these people. And this one guy stops us and he's like talking to the kids. He's like, "Look, He's like, you're one de- he's like your life can be one decision away from ending up like me. <sighs> wow, know? a lot of pressure. How old are these kids? These kids are anywhere from twelve to sixteen.
1: <sighs> That's a lot of pressure.
0: You know, he's like, he's like, it's one decision. He's like, you do that drug, you get into you know, you continue to make these bad decisions. He's like, but you're one decision away from ending up addicted, in jail, you know, whatever. And so, um, anyway, so while we were there. Uh, we were doing like these outreaches where we try to like tell people about Jesus and you know lead them to the Lord, quote unquote. Um, anyway, so one of the things there were these two these two kids. It turned I thought they were much older. It turns out they're like eighteen years old. One of them was Muslim. The other one I forget the name of the religion starts with a Z, but they believe that they were like Zenism or something, something it, like it, that. Yeah, yeah. They believe that they were like the first ever religion, and so. Uh, pointless to explain how we were interact talking to them, but I'm talking to them and um for like an hour and a half, and we're in uh I forget the town like the big pier town where like the Ferris wheel is and all that kind of stuff, but um right on the ocean, but sitting there talking to them, and a lot of the conversation is just about um their uh their criticisms of Christianity, which most are valid. You know, like, you know, what about this? What about that? What about this? And you could
1: do likewise to theirs.
0: Yeah, for sure. But the point is, like, you know, like, they're just like, you know, like, they're kind of these 18-year-olds are talking to me with, like, pity that I'm a Christian. Oh, wow. Not like, not like ragging on me, but just like, you could tell they're sitting there thinking to themselves.
1: Poor you. Yeah. Right.
0: Oh, this guy is an idiot, you know, sort of a thing. So anyways... The version of Christianity that I believe in is that, again, Jesus is real. People can get healed today just like they were in the Bible. And so, long story short, one of the kids was in this motorcycle accident and couldn't, like two weeks prior, couldn't turn his wrists. And so at the end of the conversation, he winds up getting prayed for and healed. And this kid is like turning his wrists like this, and he's like... You don't get it. I couldn't do this before. And at the end of like this this like wild interaction, they these two kids wind up becoming Christians. Like they oh wow. okay. We're like, I forsake, you know, I'm not a right. Muslim anymore, right. I'm a Christian. I still follow them on Instagram to this day. Oh my gosh, wow. see them. And it is absolutely wild to think to like see him on Instagram. You know, one of them has now like joined the air force and he's, you know, serving. Oh, that's the country, pretty cool and, to have
1: still have a relationship. Yeah.
0: yeah. But it's wild to think, like you know, for whatever reason, that's you know tiny on the scale of what John Tomino does. Um, but it's just crazy. You ever hear of
1: Ricky Gervais's? No. You know, who Ricky Gervais. is? Yeah. He's a complete atheist, yeah. agnostic atheist. He doesn't believe in whatever. Right. Yeah. And uh, he's on Stephen Colbert, and Stephen Colbert is very Catholic. And he asked Ricky Gervais, you know, what do you believe? Like, do you, you know? Do you do you have any doubts? He said, No, I have no doubts because I don't believe at all. And he goes, I Just you know. He goes, so Ricky Gervais, and I, I'm paraphrasing. He goes, so you believe in Christianity? You're Catholic? Yes. He goes, how many, do you know how many religions there are? So I don't He goes, 300 or so. Wow. There's 300 religions in the world. So Buddhist and Zionism and whatever, but you can be yeah. a yeah, religion. He goes, so you're not, when you say you're a Christian, you believe in Christianity, but you don't believe in Zionism and Buddhism yeah. and whatever. So, so basically, you believe in one religion, you don't believe in the other 299. I'm Ricky Gervais. I just believe in one less religion than you do, <laughs> which is kind of funny, yeah. you know, in a kind of a way. Yeah. He's, he's right. You yeah. he just believe in one less religion than you do. Yeah. So, so yeah. but he's, you know, so, yeah. but that's a topic we probably shouldn't. Well, speaking of
0: which, I, I, I'm starting um, local religion, New York. Yeah. And I, I would probably one. not be a.
1: <laughs> <to> my my, <laughs> such, my, my, my uh, feeling on that is look, it's not my place. To, to beat up your belief system. Yeah. Whatever makes you a better person, whatever you have to believe in to get up and do good in the world, you can be whatever religion or whatever practice you want to yeah. do. Same with me, man. I have a belief system, and, and it's my belief system, and it makes me the person I am, and good. Right. Whether, and your belief system makes you the person you are, good. Yeah. Now, we have people that we don't like, yes. and they could be part. <laughs> they could believe my belief system or yours, and we still don't like him. Right. So, you know. Yeah. a lot of those people. Yeah, so, you don't have to be in my club for me to like you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, I mean, you know, obviously you've been doing what you do for many years. Over you know. 20
1: years, yeah. Yeah. Crazy to think that.
0: And, you know, while you do a shit ton for people and restaurants completely free of charge. Yeah. Um, obviously you make money from it. Yeah. But. I know we've had these conversations privately but you know how do you and, and where do you draw the line on of to help? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you should talk to my wife about that. <laughs> I guess it comes down to uh I don't know. There's there's certain people that that I I consider friends and we've had this conversation with the certain people around. There's people I consider a friend and and a good friend and that I've known a long time but I probably would never work with only because their the way they do business is not the way I would like to do business. Would I still help them if they called and asked for help? I'd probably give them some suggestions, but I'm probably not going to be adamantly going out of my way to help them only because they're, they're the way they run their business or their operation is me first, yeah, you know and I bring you know there's a lot of people I could bring up, but I bring David Hoyne up a lot. David Hoyne owns a business his his business is Kitty Hoyne's. The goal of that business is to make enough money to pay his staff and him and his life, and he works really hard to do that. But if somebody down the street needs help, he's going to help them, even if it's at the detriment of his restaurant because he wants everybody to be successful. And that's the kind of guy I want to work with. So hmm. I, I guess the short answer is I'm probably not going out of my way to help those people. There's a couple people that we mentioned names of earlier. that I'm just ignoring them right now yeah. because I, they're toxic. Yeah. I can't have toxic. I'm 59. I don't want toxic in my life, and they would take me down a toxic path.
0: What age? Like, when did you—because I'm sure earlier in your life you weren't thinking like— No, no,
1: no. You know, when she, I guess it's—I don't know. You have kids. You, you, uh, maybe it's, you get to a certain age— and uh, i was fortunate enough that i made very good money at what i did before i was really good at it and we we made a lot of money i don't need a lot of money i know people in my family that need a lot of money and uh to, to to do the things they do and they may be driven by money cool i'm not driven by that we we have a nice house we have nice cars we get to go out and do stuff we have money in our 401k a lot less money with your president but um <laughs> uh they uh with my wife's president but uh thank you very uh, i just
0: want to say thank you for clarifying that yes. cuz i did not vote for Biden? Uh, President Biden. I oh. voted for Joe Jorgensen.
1: I figured you would. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, uh, the only so, I, I, uh, so I, I'm not driven by the money piece. 20 years ago, I was driven more by the money piece, maybe. But I've always been of the thing of, of uh, doing this consulting piece is it's got to be the same for you. Look, man, if somebody calls me and I go there and I help this person... I have enough. the The way my business is structured, if I'm helping that person, somehow I'm going to get paid. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow, might not be a hundred dollars, but somehow I get paid. You know, yeah. I, I have a. Uh, I, I know your relationship with Gerhards is kind of strained. <laughs> I have a relationship with Gerhards. They're a great fill-in. I have a. Uh, uh, Larger relationship with Johnston Paper and the Mays, who I've known for years out of, out of Auburn, and they do a very good job. But there's times they, especially during COVID, they can't fill in. Yeah. GearHart's has been a great second supplier. So today, Duskies didn't get their 9 by 9 fiber and their 9 by 6 fiber. Well, something happened. Yeah. Well, I can go to GearHart's, pick it up, and bring it to them, and they, they're, they're, they're fulfilled. Do I make money off that? I probably spend more money in gas yeah. than I get in commissions from GearHart. But having them available is a benefit to my yeah. client and my friends. So,
0: Does it ever get overwhelming to you? Is there ever like if I get one more phone call or one more text messages?
1: Used to be when I was at Dining Alliance. It was, I was very unhealthy. I drank way more. I partied way more. I didn't exercise as enough. I, uh, I was not in a good place. I was very, uh, my wife will tell you, I traveled a lot more. I'd be gone and I hated leaving. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, so I was always pissed off two days before I had to go on a trip. And I was just miserable. And then when I got back, I was always miserable because I'd find out what I missed. I was just miserable. Yeah. But they paid me a shitload of money. So, hmm. you know, it's yeah. a catch. Yeah, I get that. When you're 36, right? 36? Yeah. When you're 36, you kind of have to maybe look at the financial piece more because you're you're not, you, yeah. you know, you're not at a stage that somebody would be at 60. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did that when I worked at Metro Mattress, took a phenomenal paying job, but the life balance was. It, you guys got, got to balance it. Yeah. No
1: toxic. I don't want anything toxic around. Yeah. So
0: I mean, you obviously. You know, I don't say this to like you know you know give you a big head, but I'm sure that you understand you know how much you do for the local community uh, to a it certain was, extent.
1: You're gonna to try to make me cry now. I I you saw the thing. You didn't see it when John well, gave hold me on. that award. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, that's funny. When John pulled that out, I was I was for the first time and and. I, Anytime I can remember, I literally didn't have it. I was like speechless. Yeah. I couldn't say anything. I started crying. It was really, it's nice to know. Look, yeah. it's you, Rebecca. Yeah. It's nice. You know, my wife, for the last 25 years we were married, 20 years we were married, every day we send each other a text, love you, love you, or she'll say, hey, miss you, miss you. Just a little thing that knows that you're, you, somebody feels positive yeah. about you. Someday that's enough, man. And to get at something like that is nice. To have somebody tell you that you you did a good job is nice. Yeah, for Maybe sure. Maybe it's the little boy in me that didn't have my my father or my stepfather telling me I was good. I don't know. But yeah. it's nice. And I have to be liked. Yeah. I need to be liked. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> so uh, is that Because I, yeah, I
0: never hear... I've never... Uh, maybe one person, uh, Who? I want to know, I <laughs> yeah. want to go fix it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, but they, you know, once I, once I told them that I was working or hanging out with you, they fired me too. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, but maybe, I mean, and I, I don't say that to like highlight the one I say that to, you know, the, like, of the hundreds, you right. know, one person that's ever, you know, either they don't know you or they're like,
1: great, phenomenal person. You oh, know? That's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, so is, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I'm um, being honest. I, yeah. I, you know, there's, for whatever reason, you, you have a different personality than me. You, you got to a place, I think you said, where, where, uh, if somebody, you got a three strike rule, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's a two and a half strike or two strike rule. They fuck it, you're done. And you're done with them. Yeah. Like done with them. They're done.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what, I, I know what it is, but, um, I just, I'm, when it comes to that kind of, like, that kind of stuff, I'm, at any one given point, I'm willing to just walk away from it. I yeah. don't care how much money I'm making or anything like that. I'm willing to just be like, oh, it's done. I got to go find something else. Yeah. It's over. And um, and I found that there's people, you know, listen, two years ago who I, two, three years ago, who I was like, man, fuck them. I'm never going to work with them again. You're going to pay me enough money to And then you go back. Yeah. Not go back to work with them, but go back to like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know? Yeah three years ago if I, I would have been like that, you know, whatever.
1: But I had that situation with lock one mm. and, you know, yeah. I was presenting them with an opportunity for and for in, in going through a lot of work to get them to look at the cash discounting program, which I think everybody – I know you don't maybe agree with that, but I think everybody now should be doing it because it's a beneficial way for them to uh, save some money that they need to, 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 to need to save. And they had looked and looked and looked, and I brought them some opportunities that – in hindsight, weren't the right ones. And they chose one that is the right one. And I'm actually partnered with that company now. But it really pissed me off when they did it. Yeah. I felt slighted. I felt hurt. And I was like, fuck them. But now I look back and I'm like, I can't say fuck them. I love that place. Yeah. We go there. My wife and I like to go. I'm not And to be honest, if they made a bad decision, it's their bad decision. I can't hate them for making a decision that wasn't right. Right. So I come around a little. Yeah, so. for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, listen, I see that. Is there so. any
1: place in Syracuse you won't go no matter what? You won't Uh, spend a dollar
0: in? I'm sure if my wife listens to this, she's probably going to rattle off the 20 places I've mentioned Mm -hmm. over the years. But um, I probably wouldn't go back into the brasserie, not because of—I love the brasserie. I mean, I really do. I mean, I I know I comment on this often, but, um, like, on social and stuff. I think they've got the best chicken riggies of any place in Syracuse. Really? Without question. Really? Without question. Best I'm Chicken Riggies. Without question. And they're not traditional Chicken Riggies or anything like that. Um, I just think that they are... Uh, are you
1: a Chicken Riggies guy? So do you no. go out of your way to find Chicken Riggies? Not at all. But Did but, you ever do a podcast about Best Chicken Riggies?
0: Yeah, Zach and I, when Zach and I were doing... You, the, what,
1: what place did you go?
0: We went like we would ask people what their favorites were. We had Francesca's, we had possibilities. Which were the ones in Syracuse I've
1: never had pastabilities. I've had Francesca's. They're very good.
0: Yeah. If you ask people in Syracuse today who has the best chicken riggies, like in Syracuse proper, um, I'm not talking like all of Central New York. People would say Francesca's and pastabilities would be like the, the top three, really without question. Um, I'm sure there's other places,
1: but basil leaf I've, great chicken riggies. Cause the, the guy, yeah. here's why. The guy in the kitchen is a Utica guy. Yeah. Best Another place? Utica Pizza. Charlie Casino. Yeah. Fucking great chicken riggies, because they got the Utica recipe, I yeah. think, maybe. And maybe that's what I like.
0: Yeah. Some um, of my favorite is um, Teddy's in Rome. Teddy's
1: is the best chicken, yeah. ch- chicken riggies I've ever had. You know, so good that Utica Rome has a, uh, a contest every year. Or they did have. They haven't done it in a while, but they would yeah. have a contest every year for best chicken riggies. Yeah. And Teddy's won one, two, three, like four years in a row. Yeah. And then people stop yeah. entering. So they made Teddy's, Carlos and Brian, the fucking full-time judges. So they can't yeah. compete, but they're the judge.
0: I so. like, I've like. i been to Teddy's plenty of times. Yeah. That used to be the spot I would meet my... my Rebecca and I would meet our in-laws, her parents, for dinner. Yeah. It's like the perfect halfway point. Yeah. I like the brasseries better. And, really? And they're not traditional whatsoever.
1: I've, ne- I, I've maybe had brasserie once.
0: They do... They just like... They put banana peppers in it. I like which, the banana peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Cider um, Mill
1: has good ones too. Yeah. I haven't had them there.
0: Yeah. Um, they don't do olives, which I know isn't like I don't a like must, the olives
1: piece. That's probably why too. Yeah.
0: But it's just, I don't know what it is, what they do to them. I just think oh. that they're, they're my favorite. Really? Oh, Their wow. french fries are the best at a sit down restaurant they eat good in french Syracuse. french fries too. Um, the staff is great. Best Chrissy, burger. The, I wouldn't say that's the best burger. It's no, a good one. I mean, where, where, where oh, do you where go? is the best burger? Um, if I had to go for a best burger right now that's like on the menu readily available, uh, uh, see, I'm, I, I will just cl- clarify. I'm a different style of burger person. So if I want a smash burger style, I'm going to Three Lives. Yep. If I want like a great regular, not a smash burger, um, I'm right today, I'd go to Danny's. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, I've never had his burger.
0: Um, Danny's, did, Kyle does a really great job with that burger. He's got uh, there's two I've never
1: ones. had. We, next time we go to lunch, we have to go to 315. I mean, uh, to uh, Three Lives. Three Lives, yeah. we have to.
0: Yeah, John does a great job there.
1: He's um, a super, super good guy too. Yeah. Know, so, and he um, survived a lot of shit during COVID and other stuff that. Yes. My so my I don't know if you'd call it a burger. It's a burger on the menu. It's a, called a steak burger. Okay. But my favorite French fries and my favorite favorite burger, fucking Orbachers in Williamson. Williamson.
0: Oh, I've never been there.
1: Oh my god! It's 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 not the cleanest place. Yeah. It's not the newest place. All the prices are on the menu, on the thing. It's, it takes cash only. It's been there, I don't know, hundred years. Yeah, it's on 104 between like uh, Walcott and Webster. Mm. Okay, it's been there forever, and it, everything's cash. Mm. They throw it on a paper plate. They cook it right there. The the ste- it's a steak burger. They okay. get it from a local place, and they do the yeah. when they flatten it down. They put it on a grilled bun, mm. and the French fries are always crinkle cut. And the burgers are like $4.17, some weird amount, hmm. everything is, but it's the best. Every time I'm close there, I have to go.
0: Wow, I have to check it out. Yeah, That kind of reminds me of the place out in Pompey that has like the $3 burger.
1: What's the name of that burger? Oh, uh, uh, in the Plaza. No, it's a standalone bar. It's like a Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. Noxie's. Noxie's, Noxies. Noxies. yeah, yeah. 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 Noxie just passed not too long ago. Oh, right. really? I think. I think okay. his daughter's running it now, right? Okay, I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, um, I've only been there once, and, you know, it was just a little terrified to be in there, but, uh, uh, a, yeah, you uh, know. Yeah, but uh, great, you know, I mean, not a great it's burger, the Pompeii Mall, but, you know, call that. Two bucks. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: three bucks. It used to be the sports page. That's before your time. The sports oh, really? page used to have the 99-cent lunch. Oh, really? you get get, like, a hamburger for 99 cents. You'd get a hot dog. You used to get, like, a, I think it was an order of nachos, but it was 99-cent lunch. That's wild. And people would go in back in the day, and uh, you'd get a 99-cent lunch, and you'd drink four fucking beers, Yeah, you know? So, the sports huh. page. That's pretty
0: funny. Yeah, no, it's um. There's great. There's people that do really good things in, in different ways. But uh, yeah, I mean, so if the restaurants that I just want to. And I, the only reason why I said I wouldn't go into the brasserie is just because you know, I like I said, I think there's so I have a lot of respect for them. I think it's the best. I think from what I've wit personally witnessed, I'm sure there's others that do great jobs. But from what I've personally witnessed, restaurants that I've worked for, I don't know of any owners that manage their staff better. Um, that hold their staff accountable and treat them well—that's a rarity.
1: They, well, they—they've increased their business hugely for lunch and dinner mm. recently. Yeah, and they might not think this is a fact. Hopefully, they're listening to this because they have a new server who's just been killing it. Mm. I just talked to him the other day because we we're in there doing something, and uh, this particular waitress is uh, the has got more five-star reviews than in the short time she's been there for you know, full-time work in there than any server that's ever worked there. Wow. It's Hannah, Michelle's sister. She's oh, freaking really? amazing. I've met yeah, Hannah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. That's awesome. So,
0: um, yeah. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that I would never go in there that, you know, I, I want to clarify that if I was walking in there, I would feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, Cause
1: you guys have a, a weird history. Yeah. But what, is there a place you like won't go? Uh, Margaritas.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Why? Um, oh, Wow. Well, when when we went there a couple of years ago, yeah, the owner said that the food wasn't very good, you know. Alex said that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we remember we got tacos. I love it.
1: I got great tacos, man. Oh my gosh. You know,
0: we and I was like, yeah, the tacos are good and he was like, "Uh, yeah, our food isn't that good, but our drinks." And, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, cuz he's a 22-year-old kid at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um You see they're open in the next space? Yeah. yeah you know.
0: Um and I've I've you know, I I won't say it on air, but uh, you know, I've heard
1: there's been some 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 stuff that goes on there that's probably not the best stuff. Yes,
0: I mean some of the worst things that I've heard about yeah. a restaurant is from there. So I wouldn't go there out of those reasons. Um, but uh, Jose
1: those, and Alex have always been good to me. I like yeah. it there. I my reason I don't go there. I go for lunch. Yeah, but I I can't go in there. I've tried before. I can't go in there past eight o'clock at night because yeah. I'm a I'm a fucking dirty old man. <laughs> yeah. They're, 22 year old 25 year old girls in their half naked drinking shots and doing stuff which is okay man there's right. a place for that and there's sure. a the place for that but i can't be seen looking at that because i look like a dirty old man you know <laughs> it's even my niece who's 36 yeah we went uh was it last summer when they opened up the streets uh-huh. we were in there and she's like holy shit i feel old and she's 36 <laughs> so
0: is there a restaurant that you won't step foot into
1: i don't know is there a place i wouldn't go there's a place I, I usually try to spend my money with people that have done good, yeah. st- that have worked with me, or been a positive influence. I can't think of a place. I can't think of a place off the top of my head. Ah, I can think of a place that I won't <laughs> go. Uh, there's a place that uh, I'm friends with the owners. I tried to help the owners over the past ten plus years. Uh, I've kind of put a boycott on them because um, they've kind of dissed me publicly. Mm. Like I've helped them and stuff, and then the people after I've helped them. They've told people, a oh, fucking bud doesn't do shit for us. We know May way more than he does. Jesus. And they've kind of dissed me. And their fucking food is amazing. Mm. They do a really good job. And my friends go there all the time, and they know enough not to ask me to go, mm. but I don't go out of principle. Yeah. And and I'm friends with them. Oh, so, wow. That's crazy. So, yeah. And I can't say the name of them. Yeah, not, Yeah. I get but, it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's probably one of the only places I wouldn't go.
0: If there's one, there's, there's a lot of things I have to learn, but one of the things that, you know, when I when I hear, when, um, when I, I know all the relationships that you have in town. And, uh, and so if there's one thing that I need to learn and take from your playbook, and that is to be more amicable with a wider range of people, because, right. you know, okay. yeah. Um, I am not that person, you know? Um, you yeah. Know.
1: People have a different, I mean, Tom Tiffany at Scotch and Sterling, has been a friend of mine for years and, uh, he's, he's, a Different personality than than uh, Michelle is going to be at the brasserie, yeah. or or than uh, Joe is going to be at across the hall cafe. They yeah. all have different personalities. You got to manage your right. relationship with them at you know different times. But I consider them all friends, and I would do anything to help any one of them. Yeah. at any time. So yeah, you're right. Sure. You know? Yeah. So uh, you know, I,
0: I want to get a, two things covered before because I've okay. been. Is it
1: what, how long have we been on? Uh, hour. Ooh, okay, yeah. Um. Do you
0: think we're coming into, like, a worse situation in the next few months for restaurants in the air? I, mean, I a lot think of- a
1: lot's going to depend on November 7th.
0: Really? You think that's going to be that big of a deal? Yeah.
1: I think after November 7th, gas will go up 50 cents a gallon before the first of the year. I think the recession's going to hit harder, depending on what happens, what I think's going to happen in the election. I think they're holding back a lot of stuff now, trying to, get, trying to look good for the election. I think shit's going to change. I think it's going to be a really hard winner. Yeah. It's always bad in January and February, and there's people that are just hanging on now. Yeah, that you're going to see more people your close or, or or have some challenges.
0: But do you think it could get better depending on what happens on November seventh?
1: Yeah, I think it could get better. Mm. I think the staffing thing is is going to be a challenge. I don't know if I told you this story, but um, I was fortunate to go talk to a, a restaurant owner who, uh, um, the second generation of restaurant owners at a place, and. Uh, I don't want to call them out because I don't know if they're yeah. comfortable with me telling a story. They're not as you know. Like Michelle doesn't care if I tell a story about Michelle, you know. But I don't want to you know hurt these guys' relationships. So they were telling me that they lost their general manager and they lost one mm-hmm. of their uh, yeah. more you know tenured cooks. And if you had told me and this is how I related to you, if you had told me seven eight years ago that hey somebody left uh, Coleman's yeah and got another the cook at Coleman's left and the manager at Lake House Pub left. Where'd they go? Uh, what restaurant did they go to? That's not what's happening now. Right. These two people left the industry for less money to get a job where they had less stress. Yeah. Monday through Friday or you know, maybe once in a while on a Saturday, but they didn't have the stress for less money because they wanted more family life. So when you're seeing people that are tenured in the industry leave for a different job and nobody's replacing them because you're clearly not getting the 20-year-olds to go into that industry, how are these pe- places going to staff? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the that's the biggest challenge more than finances or anything is staff.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, uh, you know, we were you know yesterday for the insurance claim on the car. I mean, I'm, I'm on the phone with the person for an hour and a half, and oh my god! But the whole time, I hear their kid crying in the background as they're working from home. So the entry point into a lot of these big jobs, like you think of like Geico. Geico has a big office in yeah. you know Buffalo, let's say, yeah. um, which I think they do. But anyways, so they've got a big office in Buffalo. If you're in Syracuse, you got to move to Buffalo if you want to yeah. work for them or you got to work at a small thing, not anymore. Now you can no, just you work from home, work yeah. from your living room and go work for pretty much any big company you want to.
1: So why if you're a 28-year-old kid to a 37-year-old kid, guy or girl, you have an opportunity to work from home, yeah, and and make even less money, but or you can go work in a restaurant and work 55 hours a week and slave and sweat. They might I don't think that not everybody in that generation, I don't mean to characterize them, but I don't think that generation is driven by by money as much as they're driven by life.
0: Yeah, for sure. They and want
1: I th- a personal health versus the money. I was driven yeah. by money. Look, when I was younger, I had two, three jobs. My wife and I, when we first got married, we both had two or three jobs. We had full-time jobs. We tended bar. I cooked. She tutored. She tended bar. We did all kinds of shit because, you know— before I met her, I wanted a nicer car, which got me a prettier girlfriend, which got me more money to drink with. So I, I did those things. That's yeah. not how kids are driven today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you really have to be some sort of crazy to be uh, like not an ownership. Well, you have to be crazy to be a restaurant owner, but you have to be some sort of crazy to really be in the restaurant industry. Yeah. and um, And so... Or... You know, like I, I will say being, you know, running the bar this season and seeing, you know, most of the time
1: I've been the one bartending. Um, is that, I was going to ask you about that because when I saw you Saturday, are you putting yourself in the bartender role now doing it? Is that what you expected you were going to do once you first took it over? Were you expecting uh, to have staff and be here managing? Okay, Rebecca, you worked this shift. Lisa, you worked just this time. You worked this shift and you're just managing everything and kind of walking around and not being the day to day. Yeah,
0: at first when we were when we were first talking through it, I thought to myself, I'm going to I'm going to bartend for the month of June to to get paid from them. Right. You know, for that month and then I'm going to have the capital set aside to be able to hire staff to then carry me through and just, you know, fund so it, the what, staff.
1: Was it a function of not having the rev, the revenue or was it yeah. a function of not having the staff or was it a combination?
0: Um it wasn't so much that I wouldn't have the staff because I had, I did have a girl, um, a person uh, set up to work, and like the it, I had hired her like the front person I knew, um, and then like the week before she was supposed to she was she was like I can start in three weeks it's like perfect I tr- I knew her I trusted her she could do it, yeah. and like the week before she found out if her mother had breast cancer oh, and geez, she was like right. I really don't want to pick yeah, up a yeah. second job right now so. um so it, it's, there's, I mean, you know, all the challenges out there because I've talked to you about them, but, um, the challenges are they had to approve every person and they only approve oh, a certain type well, of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like what makes a great bartender, they don't want to work there. Um, and so. Uh, That's a challenge.
1: <clears throat> it's a, it's a, it's a trade-off. Yeah. We had a girl that worked at the bar, uh, named her name was Stacy. She would never be listening to this, but, uh, my wife hated her, like fucking hated her. And she had reason to hate her. She was. We had shifts where we had two bartenders on, and Stacy would steal tips from somebody else. And if you and I came in, the first thing she wants to do is do a shot with you. She was very attractive and played that, you know, yeah. like, I'm going to sleep with you kind of vibe that she would give you. That you know, And she wants to do a shot with you. And you do a shot, and she'd do a shot. Yeah. And uh, we let her do a shots because she was making two of us do shots. All right. And the next thing you know, she did more sales on her shift than anybody. Yeah. But... If you and I, you know, back in the day it was all cash. So say I laid down a fifty dollar bill or a twenty dollar bill and two shots and two beers was you know, say I laid on a fifty and two shots and two beers was twenty-two bucks and there was twenty-two to eight dollars sitting there and we turned around, and she'd take it. Mm. Yeah. She wouldn't let it sit there and she figured it was her tip. Huh. And then she she didn't want to split tips with the other bartender, she would stuff it in her bra. Mm. And so my wife or one of the other bartenders that was a woman, at the end of her shift, she'd be hammered. Yeah. And uh, she'd have to go in the back and empty her bra to make sure she didn't steal people's money. <laughs> Once a month on her rent day, she would come in, and she wasn't she wasn't 21 yet, and that's why she could work for me, but the place she wanted to work for a boyfriend wouldn't let her work till she was 21. <laughs> so uh, she would come in with her um, rent pants, and she'd wear like a half shirt and pants <laughs> with no ass in it, and no front in it. And she'd bring a magic marker and for twenty bucks you could sign her ass. And she would make <laughs> rent money on that shift by doing that. Now that wasn't is that what we want in a bartender? Right. Is that the kind of because there's other people that aren't acting like that and it's very but one thing she did is we fucking made money. We killed. <laughs> on nights that Stacy worked, we killed. What do you we killed?
0: Th- would that stuff get it? Could you get away with that today?
1: No, oh my god, no way. No way in hell. Because there'd be pictures of it. Yeah. There'd be pictures of me back then. So I never had, you had sign. Those pants? I, not, I didn't have I've had some good pants, but but back then, I mean, that's what you wanted. You, yeah, you, for sure. I mean that wouldn't work. I mean, I, you know, uh but the, it's a catch.
0: Yeah. The the woman that works for me now at the bar, um, who's bartending, she's just, you know, like I'm getting to the point with the public. Like this guy comes into the bar on Saturday. And he's like comes up and he's you know hitting the bar and yeah. you know he knows you
1: you've been in he, you, you, he doesn't he's never been there before oh jeez
0: so he just walks up he's a customer he walks up and he's like smack the bar he's like so what do you got here and you know I'm like oh god damn it
1: uh-huh. I'm like
0: I'm like well the menu's right there and and he's uh-huh. like he's like all right give me your best thing and I'm like Shh. I go okay well do you want a cocktail a beer a cider a wine. Uh, whatever your best cider is, I'll take that. It's like, okay, well, the most popular right now is pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin's disgusting. Yeah. I would never yeah. drink that. And I was like, I go, what
1: dude, do you want?
0: I go, dude, you asked for the best thing. Yeah. That's the best thing.
1: He Clearly picked... pumpkin fucking cider is not the best thing on <laughs> the menu anywhere. <laughs> so he
0: picks up a bottle of wine that I have on sale <laughs> sitting right by the cash register. He grabs this bottle around. and and goes, what's this? And I go, Oh my God. I, I looked at him, I go, did you just ask me what a bottle of red wine was? And he put it down and he walked away. That's Uh, so. That's just right now my personality of like just you know I I clearly probably shouldn't be bartending. So that's why when Nikki is there bartending, I say Nikki, do me a favor, and if you want to switch, we'll switch. But do me a favor, you handle the customer. I'll sit here and make all the mixtures. Yeah, that's good. And she's like, okay,
1: great, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I um, but that's the challenge I think people are going to have is it's slower. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them had a really good summer, so they have some money. Um, hopefully, the, uh, especially the newer places that don't understand, we can talk about who those places are, are probably already in a, in a little bit of a hole, but they say, oh, geez, I had a good August. Yeah. September's a little slower. It's only going to get slower. Yeah. And if they don't have money put away, they're going to get killed by the time March comes. Yeah. I'm hoping to get Ryan McMahon. I've got to reach out to him again. He, last time I talked to him, he mentioned something about maybe doing another voucher thing. That cool. would be cool to push push some money out toward these independents, but it's going to yeah. be a tough, a tough winter, man. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a lot more close. I think we're going to see yeah. more restaurants close between November and March than we have in the, whole the past time, I two agree. and a half years.
1: But do you know what the sad part is? Huh. Six months after that, somebody will go into all those places. Yeah. Somebody that shouldn't, i like I said, I got a buddy who's trying to open a place. I talked to you and yeah. I'm trying to talk him out of it. He's like, Oh man, it's going to kill dude. You're, you're going to put 30 or 40 grand into it, and and uh, which isn't going to be enough to take it. You don't own the dirt. You're going to run it. You're already a partial alcoholic. <laughs> it's going to make you a worse alcoholic. All your friends are going to come in and try to hit on you. Do you get that now? Or? Oh, all the time. People always come in and hit on me. Hitting you for like, hey, man, give me a beer. Give me a beer. Oh, I thought you meant women. No, no, me. no. <laughs> we used to get people to come in the bar, and I would go, if somebody comes in here and says, oh, "I'm friends with Bud. I drink for free. They're not my fucking friend, mm-hmm. right? Because I would never do that. I would never go yeah. in and want something for free. I
0: mean, ever. luckily, yeah. I usually, I'm, I'm typically, the one, I'm like, you're not paying for this, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: No, I wouldn't. I would never take. I don't go. To, look, I've had people go and try to give me. I don't want free food, man. I don't go to." Yeah. Coleman's to get free fucking beer. I yeah. don't go to Brasserie to have him give me a free soda. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I go I, there to spend my money. Yeah.
0: Um, Joe it does that whenever I go to across the hall, yeah. and I usually, when I, whenever I'm going there, I make sure I have cash, and I usually, you know. Well, he I'll tried leave.
1: to do that to me a couple of times, so now what I do, and he hasn't said nothing about it, but I buy online. Oh, so I order nice. before I get there what the special is, because I'll text him, yeah. and then I go online and buy it and pay for it, so I, he has to take my money. <laughs> it has That's, to take my yeah. money yeah so uh, is there i mean
0: with with inevitably so many places that are going to be going out of business and i i do i'm going to do a podcast in the next month i just don't know maybe you're the expert but you know to talk about it but i i want to do something because it's going to happen as much as i'd love to be able to prevent it as much as i would oh, love same to, here yeah as much as i would love to be able to show up and a restaurant could call me and say I'm on the verge of going out of business. What do I do? And I could say, hey, here's the game plan. In three yeah. months, you're going to be profitable and everything will be wonderful. That's not going to happen. Um, why do you think not? Why do I think that it's not possible for them to... Well, first of all, I don't have the game plan. If I knew, I'd be fucking, you know, the smartest and... Even sometimes, person. dude, if
1: you had the game plan, yeah, 50% of the time, they're not going to listen to you. I think They're going to think they're smarter than you.
0: Well, there's that for sure. But and
1: then I, the other 25% of the time... They're so fucking far in the hole that no matter what you teach them, it's not going to come out. And believe it or not, probably 25% of the time, they're just not in a right place. They don't have the right location. They don't have the right menu. They don't have the right staff. Something isn't right about it. I mean, look, Devin's a great guy. I love Brian well. Yeah. If he was in Cicero, if he was in Fayetteville, if he was in another place, he probably would have done really really well. That spot was not conducive for him to be successful. No. Never had a chance. No. Um, Menu was cool. Food was good. Yeah, you know
0: the big one of the biggest things I think um, is, and I've read this statistic when I was when I was opening Three One Fried is the the public has space in their brain for six brands, and huh. and so there's six places that they will r- r- frequent. You know, they'll go there one or two times a week, and you know, like you know, you think about it. You know, I'm a target person. Right, I might go to Walmart for something. Right. But for the most part, I'm a target person. Honestly, I'm an Amazon person.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm more of that now. I don't even... I, I'm so fucking lazy, I won't even go buy potato chips. I mean, If yeah. I want a certain chip, I go, I can buy these lentil chips on Amazon. They'll be here tomorrow. And I just hit a right. button.
0: Yeah. And I hate to say that, but until a local company figures out how yeah. to do it as well, or... Sorry. I don't you know. know how they can, yeah. Yeah. But so the general public has space for six brands. Huh. And so... And I don't know... I haven't investigated or researched that. That enough. makes
1: sense when you say it.
0: Yeah. And so what I one thing I'm realizing is is a restaurant you really have to be funded for 3 or 4 years oh, if, yeah. if you even have a shot at making it cuz like for us, yeah, we can open up to great fanfare. <laughs> we're we're the second chicken sandwich only restaurant on the block, you know, so fly as much as I hate them was here before we were. So we're the second one on the block syracuse.com is going to come in and do an article, you know, bridge we're going to be on bridge street, news Channel. you know, all these great media outlets are going to are going to write stuff. You're going to be hammered for the first month, but then it's going to die down.
1: And then the next new place comes in town and the next right. new people on bridge street, and the next new social media article and those, and all of a sudden somebody's not going to you three times yeah. a week, maybe they're going once a month.
0: Right. And so you really have to be funded to carry yourself from when that dies down to 2 years when people are familiar enough and visit you enough to make you one of their six, yeah. you know that's and a so, good
1: point especially with bars yeah if you got to go open a bar you know my buddy that's thinking about it is dude so you got 10 tap handles it's 100 bucks a keg you yeah. got to probably have half of them with a backup keg yeah so there's 1500 bucks in yeah. product you got to have a bar right probably 4 to 5 grand a bar minimum to just have the minimum stuff that you need. Then you got to buy food. Yeah. So you got, you got to have $30,000 to open just be, just to have the product to have on the shelf. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. you got to fund your payroll. Right. You you know, so it's challenging.
0: So I want to do a podcast where it's how to close a restaurant. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, as important as it is to be able to help people now who are in trouble, the fact of the matter is if you're not willing to be creative enough and, you know, if, if you can't like anybody, I shouldn't say it like that. Anyone today that owns a restaurant now has it within them to figure out how to be successful, how to make it. You you Maybe you did pick the wrong location, and if you've been open for a year and it hasn't worked, it's going to be really tough to now all of a sudden figure it out. You know, I'm not... Right. There's some places, yes, they just need You just time. can't to make it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there are some places where it's like, that was the wrong concept for the wrong location. Listen, if you're there for 10 years, you're still probably not gonna still make not going to do that well. But... You know, I mean, I don't know how many owners do it, but when I'm thinking about a new sandwich at the restaurant and I'm out of an idea, I go search best fried chicken sandwich in Los Angeles, in New York City, and see in if Nashville. there's something similar. And, you know. Yeah. Or I'm not similar. I'm just trying You're, to steal their ideas. Yeah. Not Well, That's a Mark you
1: know. Bullis thing. I'll give Mark credit. He's a, He runs a very good business, he's a very me first kind of guy. I, I respect him for that. I've known him forever. But uh, I see him, on, and we've been on social media together. He'll go, I'm on my way to Nashville. Where should I stop? I want to see some new food. Yeah. And he'll find some menu items. He goes out there on purpose. He's not going out there to drink on, on uh, Main right. Street. He's going down there to check this out. And he'll go to these restaurants and say, hey, you know what? I just saw this cool taco or this cool chicken sandwich. And he brings that shit back up here. Yeah. And, you know, he does well.
0: Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know who that person is I need to bring on. It might be like a multi-guest or multi-episode thing. But how to close a restaurant. That's is, a good one, yeah. Know,
1: so, yeah. Cool.
0: Well, bud... Thank thanks, you very much. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks. I had fun, man. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Appreciate it. Okay. Everybody, uh, restaurantqb.net. Yes. .net. Yeah. So if you want to get connected with Bud, restaurantqb.net, or just look in the um, you know wanted section, usually there's yes. like the pit- a big picture of me. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Thanks, bud. man. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Eat Local New York podcast. Uh, if you want to watch this episode, you can head over to our YouTube channel or eatlocalnewyork.com. And like I said, if you're a restaurant owner, make sure that you're connected with Bud. It's a very smart thing to do. All right. Thanks, everybody. We're going to catch you back here next week right on the Eat Local New York podcast.